BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to The Bear of Texas Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to another edition of Rage Quit, the video game discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. Now this time, I come before you with something, well, something else that's also special, obviously. I guess the majority of the subjects of this show are, quote, special, so, of course, expect something special. (laughs) But this particular video game, it was not introduced to me... As an N64 game. No, 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 no. I believe this was the very first arcade game that I took a liking to. How was it introduced to me? Well, one might say that it was a family trip to Chuck E. Cheese's in 1998. Not long after my family and I arrived from France to the United States. Of course, Chuck E. Cheese's was recommended to my parents from a a family friend who had been living in this uh, area for a long time. And of course, back then, Chuck E. Cheese's was super popular. I mean, you know, lately I've been seeing these reports how Chuck E. Cheese's has sunken so badly. Like, you know, it has no popularity. It has really nothing going on nowadays. But when I was five years old, boy, Chuck E. Cheese's, every time we would go on Fridays or Saturday nights, man, was I excited, along with my baby brother. I mean, it was a special part of my childhood. I mean, especially in the family's case, you know, my parents, you know, would take me there and I was happy, so it made them happy. And of course, my brother's first birthday took place there. But the game I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen, is San Francisco Rush Extreme Racing. I know that a lot of you out there are very familiar with this game, but I really felt like I had to tell like it is like the game was also on the N64, but it was not introduced to me in that fashion. It was introduced to me in the arcade in the Chuck E. Cheese that my parents, well, that my you know that me and my family constantly went to. They happened to have Rush Extreme Racing the arcade version. They had two of them, and of course, I would play with my dad that game and. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. But then one day, not long, you know, probably around the time when I got the N64, this was definitely in 1999, my dad apparently stumbled uh, stumbled upon a version of it on the N64 and said, wow, this is going to make my son happy. And of course, my dad being the good father that he is, 
Thank you, Dad, for everything I have in life. He bought the game. And quite frankly, even during that time, even though my dad will say from time to time that video games really annoy the hell out of him because he believes that video games are a waste of time, he was in love with San Francisco Rush Extreme Racing. So he bought it on the N64. So not only did he buy the game, he bought two extra pairs of controllers because he felt like, you know what? My son and I, we're going to play this game. We're really going to have fun. And I'm glad my dad thought of that. Because this was the game that my dad and I, a lot of, we spent a lot of father and son time playing this game. Fortunately, he kicked my ass all the time. And of course, you know, me being five years old and him laughing about it would make me pissed off. But, uh, I mean, this game I took quite seriously. You know, San Francisco Rush Extreme Racing, you know, doing this research on it. You know, the arcade version that was at that Chuck E. Cheese... I don't know if it was, okay, you know, I, I could have sworn there was a, an Alcatraz edition of the game, but apparently, I mean, the whole thing has has me confused. Apparently, there's an Alcatraz edition, you know, as far as tracks go or something like that. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just remember the game that I had on the N64 had the Alcatraz track. I mean, I don't remember if you, have to, if you had to unlock it or if it was already there, but I don't know. I mean, the first thing to know about San Francisco Russia, well, the first thing I, I know about it is that, you know, it came out on the N64 in 97, it came out in arcades in 96, and eventually on the original PlayStation in 98. Okay, and obviously San Francisco Rush Extreme Racing is, is the first game of the Rush series, but I can't spend so, all the time talking about the the Rush um, series because I did play a little bit of Rush uh, 2 Extreme Racing USA, which, you know, takes place, in, I, I believe, if I remember correctly, in numerous cities, but San Francisco Rush 2049... Never played it. Never played it. But anyway. San Francisco Rush obviously takes place in San Francisco. And what's so interesting to me is that the setting of the game is obviously in the future. But from what I understand, you know, and of course it's called Extreme Racing. Because in the game, you're going up to 150 to 160 miles per hour. In the streets of San Francisco. Well, extreme racing means street racing. And boy, is it taken to the extreme of this game. I love it. <laughs> Obviously, you know, I had not been to San Francisco as a child. The first time I was in San Francisco was in 2004. And I remember when my, my dad took the family there in San Francisco. I remember uh, this was our, our family vacation in California in 2004 when we you know did a drive around, the, a road trip around the state, which was a lot of fun. And we were, we were in San Francisco. I asked my dad, you remember the game Rush Extreme Racing? He's like, yeah, it takes place in San Francisco. And I said, so I asked my dad, how about we take the car, we drive around the places from the game? <laughs> of course, unfortunately, he did not remember exactly everywhere, but I it goes all over San Francisco. You drive on the Golden Gate, you drive in all these districts. I mean, the game takes place in San Francisco, although, according to some research, they had to actually come up with an alternate version of the city that was, quote, for more fun. Huh. That's super interesting. I mean, obviously, they had to make the game a little bit different. Like, like the street's probably a little bit wider. Things like that. They always had to make a, you know, had, had to make a couple of adjustments, but, but regardless, it looked just like San Francisco. Now, thing about the game. For extreme racing, obviously, it's high speed, 
sharp turns. I mean, it, it really is dangerous racing. I mean, this is street racing. Huh. I was, you know, after seeing all, all the the Fast and the Furious movie uh, series, I kind of figure this is probably, you know, Rush Extreme Racing. I would say, you know, this is probably wrong to say, but I would say, I, I would feel as a kid that San Francisco Rush Extreme Racing was a bit, no, that's not right to say. I can't say it's more extreme than Fast and the Furious because in Rush Extreme Racing, the police are not chasing after you. There's not people that want you dead. But still, <laughs> the the concept of the game was taken to the extreme just like ECW. <laughs> now, I'm still so confused about the, the, the Rock Alcatraz edition. It says the new tracks that were in, in, in that certain edition was designed for the N64 version of the game. With the sole exception of the Alcatraz track. It's been so long. I don't even remember if the track was in the game. I just remember that the, the maps of this game, the tracks, what do you even want to call it? Some one, Of course, the first one was super easy, but it gets more. The difficulty just increases and increases. And all the cars you can select, there's you know the car for the beginner's level, the advanced level... The experts level, and of course, the extreme level. And I remember the game. You know, what certainly caught my attention in the game is that you can drive a BMW. <laughs> I like that, but of course, that's for the beginner. That's for the beginner. But when you get to those harder, to those harder maps, the BMW is not going to do you much good. So I would take it to the extreme. Of course, when you're trying to select the extreme car, you would hear a voice in the game say, "Shout to you." It's dangerous, and you hear screaming, and then you would see the word extreme spinning. But I didn't give a damn. I was fearless. I was afraid of anything. And I had practiced enough times to where I'm ready to take the game to the extreme, even as a six-year-old. Of course, as a five-year-old, I was already ready when I was playing it on the arcade. Even my dad, and my dad would always warn me, hey, this is the difficult level. And I said, hey, I'm done, I'm done with the baby levels. I want to, I want to be challenged now. So I mean, <laughs> I guess this game is really what started introducing me to the concept of challenges. That when things are, are too easy, they are not fun anymore. I guess that then I should say before it was fun for me, but after a while, that is so not the case. Now the N sixty four version apparently contains six tracks, and a couple of them actually had. I could have sworn, you know, there was a couple of secret places. I remember in the game, you, you can collect a certain amount of keys. There was a lot of, there was certain, there were Easter eggs in that game. Uh, some of the Easter eggs, obviously some of the landmarks. One of them would be the Golden Gate Bridge, but that's one of the tracks. But another one would be like Lombard Street and the the Pyramid Building in San Francisco. A, a lot of uh, well-known buildings and uh, landmarks and streets and whatnot. And of course, there's probably... One of the maps, you know, you come across Lombard Street and, you know, all those up and down streets in San Francisco. I mean, you're in San Francisco, for God's sake. <laughs> but, of course, when I was not playing with my uh, against my dad or my brother or a couple of friends, you know, who, who loved this game, I would always play on practice mode because I, I would have to practice because, you know, practicing the turns, you know, when to slow down, when to pick up the speed to find the these uh, secret places. I really felt like, that, 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 that it was sorely needed. But then I remember there was death race mode. That once you crash your car, you're done. The game does not respawn. I mean, the game is over if you crash. And then when I introduced that to my dad, who was unaware of it, 
he said, you know, he basically said, he says, oh, so now I know why you do practice sport all the time. And I told my, and I, so then my dad challenges me, and I said, it wouldn't be fair, Dad, you ha- you haven't been practicing. And, he t- and of course, him being a little bit cocky because he always won, he goes like, I don't need to practice. I beat you all the time, Alex. Well, that particular time, the jinx finally caught up to my dad because he paid for it big time. Ten seconds into the race, he crashes. <laughs> Certainly feel it felt good to see, <laughs> to see him crash ten seconds into the race, but since I didn't want to be like him, I didn't taunt him about it. And I said, you want to start over? Or, I, or actually, no, 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 I take that back. You know what I actually said? I said, now do you want to practice? And he said, no, screw this, just start over. Anyway, uh, but that was Death Race. Well, Death Race mode was my favorite, okay? Uh, aside from just doing the regular races and locking everything. You know, after I finished the game, you know, I beat the game. I did all the tracks on the regular mode. Um, I don't even know what it was called. You know, it's been so long since I played the game, but Death Race mode was my favorite. Then it was also called Circuit Mode. And I, I could have sworn on, on there, was a, there was a way, like, the track, you, you would go backwards. Like, you would drive on backwards on the track. Like... Not drive backwards necessarily, but the track is reversed. Like the starting line is where the finishes line is on the other version. I mean, I I know I know some, y'all know what I mean. I don't remember if it was on circuit mode or whatnot, but I mean, you know, circuit mode would save you know the fast times, and you know you you would have these hidden keys that okay, the, the hidden keys is where you can find these secret spots to unlock new cars. Okay, so yeah, I would wonder when I found these keys, I would notice that the newer cars would pop up. But I was like. Ah, where are all these cars coming from? Why? And I figured maybe they updated the game. <laughs> but of course, you know, back then it was different. You know, the N64, you know, it's not like you had these updates on the game system. So I figured, oh, it was not until years later. I was like, so that, when I was doing the reading like I am doing today, so that's where those cars came from. It was, I unknowingly unlocked cars, did achievements, they actually did well. Because I never bothered to look at the records. Because keep in mind, I was six years old. I didn't know, but I didn't even know how to read the options. I didn't know what anything meant. I just saw that I wanted to play. So the game, the, of course, you know, a friend of mine. When I talk about this game, he felt that the first one should have had more cities. I said, "Well, you probably you're right on. You're you're right about one thing, but." The game is called San Francisco Rush. I mean, if you're going to call it San Francisco Rush, you might as well keep it in the city of San Francisco, right? Now, obviously, for Rush uh, 2 Extreme Racing, it's called USA, so that obviously takes place, you know, around. I never, you know, my dad actually would go go on to see it, and he noticed that there was a second one. But keep in mind, you know, I didn't get the first one until 99, so I'm not sure exactly how he noticed, you know, that when the second one came out, because it came out in 99. It, it must have been, you know, not long after I had the first one, but I don't remember exactly what city, what cities the game takes place in. Because like I said, it, it, has been, it has been so long. I, I, tr- I tried to look it up, but couldn't find anything. I mean, there's not really much information out there on these particular games, you know, that's why, you know, really, you know, it, it was really difficult for me to, to be able to, uh, you know, do this episode right here, because, you know, with, with, with the lack of information out there, there's, it's so difficult, but, you know, I'm, I'm still looking, but, you know, really, there's, there's nothing, you know, 
obviously found something what the maps look like, but it doesn't tell you what city it's in. It's so sad. But, but San Francisco Extreme Ra- Extreme Racing is what introduced me to the concept also of racing games. Obviously, when you think of racing games, as those those NASCAR games and those others, all these other racing games like these dirt racing games and all these other ones. But you know, the NASCAR game on the N sixty four was was not bad, but it for me as far as racing goes. Really, what really had my attention was the Formula was Formula One Grand Prix picks on the N sixty four and Rush Extreme Racing, but of course there was another car game that I had on the N sixty four called Cruising USA, which was also was also racing. But I was like, this is not the kind of racing that's for me. This is not extreme. This is not com- competitive. Now, well, okay, well, obviously it's competitive and cruising cruising the world. It was actually called Cruising the World, not Cruising USA. Although there was a Cruising USA version, I believe, but I didn't have that one. But Rust Extreme Racing is just, you know, got me hooked into the concept of uh, car racing, and I was a fan from that moment forward, and the rest is truly history. But, you know, obviously, you know, when I think of the Formula, the Formula One uh, N64 Grand Prix, you know, certainly, you know, competitive, but, you know, not quite as uh, extreme. But I'm gonna take a couple of guesses on this, on this Russia to uh, USA version. I would have to imagine that one of the uh, maps obviously has to, uh, is obviously got to be Los Angeles, California, right? Huh. But it's just a damn shame, really, that it's not there. you know that, that I'll never know. I'll never know. Unless of course I watched the. Gameplay, but it's really not gonna do. Me, it's not gonna do me any favors, honestly. But if, okay, well, there's a picture. No, I'm looking. Okay, so one of them's in Las Vegas. Okay, <laughs> obviously. So, but I would guess another one's another one's got to be Los Angeles. One's probably New York, Chicago. I, I'm I'm sure they made the game based off these major cities in the United States, and I'm guessing New York City is probably considered the hardest level, and. As far as the easiest level, I have no idea what that would be. Could it be Las Vegas? I mean, I don't know. And, you know, the amount of commitment that I put in the original, in the first San Francisco uh, Rush Extreme Racing, I did not put as, as much commitment and dedication to Rush 2 Extreme Racing USA. I mean, it was the sequel to the game, but... I figure, you know, it's the same thing, so there's really not much to be excited about. But this game... Obviously introduced a higher detail of of racing, and obviously there's you know there's various cities, and it's like you know it's the it's the same thing. It's it's a fast arcade style gaming, you know it's extreme racing, but excuse me, but but the game overall has the similarities, but I didn't really understand that the fact that this game you know takes place all over the country rather than one city. I felt like well that's something special, but but of course. Uh, you know, I was a kid, but but going to San Francisco Rush 2049, I do regret a bit never playing it. The game came out in 2000 in North America, September 7th, 2000 in North America, and then ten days, and then uh, about two months later, it came out and it was released in Europe. Obviously, it's the third game of the series, but 
And it's the last game of the Rush Series to be set in the city of San Francisco. So obviously Rush 2 has that. One of the levels is obviously San Francisco because it's where it all started. So you might as well put San Francisco in, right? But I never played it. <laughs> never played it. Sure, I'm sure I, I, I would have enjoyed it, but, but this game, you know, added a whole bunch of new features, and I like how it's called Rush 2049, and then it says on on the uh, on the arcade, you know, uh, art cover, it says Drive the Future because now you're in the future of San Francisco. So, <laughs> well, but you know, the soundtracks of these games is is pretty cool. <laughs> I, I I don't know exactly what the genre is. It's got to be it, it, it's something, but. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know what to say, honestly. Uh, as far as I know, you know, from the research of this game, this game was developed by Atari Games and it was published by Midway Games. And unfortunately, both companies are gone. You know, I, I'm sure they they end up uh, being bankrupt. But it's a shame that they both had to go. <sighs> Excuse me. But I want to take a look, you know, from the Atari games, you know, man, you know, this is one of the biggest corporations, you know, as, as far as, you know, arcade games. It, you know, it's, you know, it's shocking, isn't it? It, it? It's shocking how, what's become of it, like, it went, to, okay, so, okay, so in February 7th, 2003, it was disbanded by Midway, and then October 2nd, 2013, the last assets of the company were dissolved. So the game was okay. So obviously, Atari was founded in July second, nineteen eighty four. Okay, so the successor of the company is the Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment. Hmm. That looks really familiar. Obviously, you know, Rocksteady. Okay, wow. Let's <laughs> the video game. I mean, a lot of these video games. You know. I I could have sworn, you know, the Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure the Batman Arkham series had to have been developed or uh, developed by, by that certain company. Huh. All these, all this video game research, you know, ladies and gentlemen. I swear to you, and all these research I, I gotta do, you know. Sometimes I swear it's too much for me. But man, but then I'm looking now. I'm, okay, okay. So the publisher for the arcade version was Atari Games, obviously, because Atari. Specialized in arcade, but the N64 version was developed by Midway Games. Okay, okay, so that makes sense. You know, obviously, you think of Midway. You know, the Midway's franchises includes you know the, some Mortal Kombat games, NFL Blitz, NBA Jam. Yeah, more memories coming in. But man, this is you know, and obviously you know Midway. You know the fate, the fate of that. You know bankruptcy as well, and. Of course, the assets were were acquired by Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment. Now, Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment is really making a name for themselves. I mean, making all those Justice League games. Uh, of course, they made the Speed Racer game, which I never played and never intend to. Never even intend to talk about it here because it's, what am I told? It's boring. Okay. The Batman Arkham series, the Lego Rock Band. Wow. Wow. Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment really making a huge name for themselves, but it's a shame to hear what happened to Midway and Atari. I mean, I'll never know too much about Atari. I mean, as far as Atari goes, you know, I'm sure I've played numerous arcade games, you know, made by them, but but I guess what I should say that I'm grateful for Atari is that is the creation of San Francisco Rush Extreme Racing because had I never stumbled upon it on the arcade, 
I never would have had a liking to it. I never would have played on the N64. It never would have made an impact in my life as far as racing games go. As far as heavy extreme competition goes in the, in the art of car racing. Uh, as I'm closing up this episode and and just and I really appreciate everybody's support. You know, all the stuff that I researched. You know, I felt at first I felt like you know doing an episode on San Francisco Rust Extreme Racing is not worth it because there's not much to talk about. But I spent you know two hours you know gathering information, you know having everything I could talk about because I because I love this game so much. And since this show's about games that really ha- had an important thing for me, and this game really did, so I was like, I can't, I can't pass on this. This game. Like I said, it introduced me to, you know, the game, the gaming art in car, in car racing, the extreme competing part of car racing. I mean, I, you know, as far as San Francisco extreme racing, the concept of the game, the gameplay, that's how racing should be. I mean, that's why I never particularly were interested in the NASCAR games. Although I played a few, some of them were fun, but I was like, this is the way racing should be. But then again, you know, Formula One was really my thing, but San Francisco Extreme Racing, I told my dad, that just takes it to the extreme. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all very, very much for joining me today to discuss San Francisco Rush Extreme Racing. I just want to remind everybody that Rage Quit is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you very, very much for joining me, and I will see you next time. Peace out, y'all. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.